Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Wakis-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. It is indeed time for another episode of the Entrepreneur You podcast. I am, you know, your host, Henneka Watkins-Porter. Now, if you have been listening over and again, then welcome back to you. I appreciate you. I value your time spending with me. And so I just wish you, you know, just want to say welcome back to you. And if you're tuning in for the very first time, where have you been all this while? Anyways, it's better late than never. So I want to say welcome to you, and I hope it will not be your last, that you will become part of the family. Last week, I spoke with an award-winning publicist, Tracy Lamary, and we spoke about effective and public media relations, you know, um, just looking at how we can get uh, PR for free, right? A lot of us love that word, that free. Yeah, we don't have to pay for it and we can be effective at it as well. So we spoke about that and we gave a lot of tips and, you know, places that we can go. For example, Harrow, help a reporter out is one of them. And how you can, you know, rather than being advertorial, being editorial. So um, that was really, really insightful. I trust that you learn from that. And if you haven't listened yet, then when you get a chance after this episode, of course, go right ahead and listen back, okay? Now, this week, I'm excited about talking with a successful entrepreneur, living the sweet life, you know, pun intended. But before I bring him on, I want to, of course, thank those who continue to make this podcast a success. They continue to support the show. And these are the National People's Cooperative Bank of Jamaica Limited, Profit Jumpstarter, and the Jamaica Stock Exchange, whose podcast, the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You, is hosted and produced by me. And of course, I encourage you to listen when you get a chance after you've listened this episode, okay? Not chasing your way before. All right, so here's a word from the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And after that, I will introduce my guest and get our conversation going. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Now, our opening business tip comes from the National PC Bank of Jamaica, and it is to research your competition. You need to analyze your competition. You can't be afraid to study and learn from your competitors. Do your research. You may find that there are 
products and services you can offer your clients or customers that your competitors do not and cannot. All right. So thank you so much to the National PC Bank of Jamaica for providing this tip to our listeners. My guest on episode 292. Imagine that. Who would have thought when I started just the other day, it would seem like five years ago that we'd be at two, episode number two, let alone 292. Well, here we are. My guest on episode 292 is Glenn Gardon. Now, Glenn has over 30 years of experience in the consumer packaged goods industry through a diverse mix of roles that have led his journey to become a successful entrepreneur. Now, Glenn, he began his career at four of the top CPG and that's consumer packaged goods companies in the world in various positions such as sales, marketing, and finance. His continuing work has made him an award-winning entrepreneur with successful brands throughout the United States. He's made millions in return over the past few years, but most importantly, he's traveled the world to spread his message in the hope of inspiring others. I love inspiration. Welcome, Glenn. It's a pleasure to have you. Well, Hanukkah, thank you for having me on. It's greatly appreciated. And I hope I could uh, share a little insight. And, uh, you know, you uh, talked about research earlier. And well, I tell you, I I live by research. Uh, My life's journey is one big research plan. So excited to get a chance to talk to you and hopefully give a couple of points of wisdom out there that can help people on their journey. That's why you're here. So before you get right into that, Let's quiz you a little bit on the Jamaican culture. What do you know about we? In other words, what do you know about Jamaica? So I visited Jamaica several times. I've gotten to know uh, many of the folks there. Uh, it is uh, it is as laid back as we think it is. Uh, it is gorgeous weather. The culture itself, uh, I love uh, the Jamaican food. Uh, The scenery is stunning, both people and uh, just the landscape. And uh, if I ever had the opportunity, I'd uh, move in with you, Henneke, and I'd Uh be more than happy to take care of your garden and live that Jamaican life. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Be careful what you ask for now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Glenn. Um, Yeah, I'm happy that you've actually been here and, you know, you love the people. Um, You know, when, when, when you're a visitor here, the fact that we're laid back and everything is excellent. You know, when you live here and to get things done sometimes, hmm, that can pose a challenge. But nonetheless, that is true. Um, we say in Jamaica, no problem, man. You know, everything airy. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, glad you were able to have airy times here and we'll continue to make that happen. We want to see you back here. And perhaps when you're coming this time around, you come connect with me, bring me some of your chocolates that we're going to be talking about, all of that lovely stuff. But before we go into right? I would be honored to. I would be Absolutely. Honored to. Now, you have over... 30 years experience in the consumer packaged goods industry, right? And through different roles, not just in one area. I want to get a sense um, of that experience from you. But before we do that, let's set the stage a little bit and go way back. Um, Bring us back to perhaps eight, seven-year-old Glenn. Can you recall that person? 
Sure, sure. A nervous kid that just wanted to uh, do well in school and uh, struggled in everything he did in school, but uh, wanted to do the best he could. I mean, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Uh, my nickname, which many people don't know, uh, used to be called Weeble. And back in the day, a Weeble was uh, a toy, a kid's toy. And the saying behind a Weeble was, uh, a Weeble, you can knock him down, but he'll always get back up. And I actually got that from my older brother and his friends because they used to let me play football with them. And they were five and six years older. And football to them meant throw the football to Glenn and let's all try and tackle him. And they would chase me around in the park and uh, until I was physically exhausted. But that's how I got my nickname, Weeble. So always had that... Uh, that desire to to continue to drive, but to be brutally honest with you, Hanukkah, I had no idea what I wanted to do. If you had asked me at seven, eight, what do you want to do? I didn't know. It's, that wasn't the culture that I came up in. You know, I didn't. I, I grew up in a, a very blue collar family uh, that just uh, you know worked to get by, and uh, just uh, it was all about uh, dinner in the evening with your family. And I come from an Italian family and dinner on Sunday afternoons and my mom in the kitchen, God, God rest her soul, who was uh, my best friend till the day she passed. And uh, just trying to uh, eke out a life, I guess, is the best way to put it. But eke out a happy and, and satisfied life. It's amazing sometimes the things, you know, we, we can often take for granted. Like in this hustle and bustle, busy world of, you know, entrepreneurship grind and all of that. Sometimes little things like dinner with the family gets lost, you know, and it's no longer something that's treasured or even valued. So, um, you know, how how do we maintain that tradition? Um, and even should we aspire to maintain a tradition of, of that sort? Well, for myself, and I think that's each person's journey, you know, I always tell people that success is different for each individual. What success may mean for me, that is not the same as what it means for others. And I think that uh, as an entrepreneur, there are many things you have to do, not only from a business perspective, but also from a, a psychology of business and understanding working with people and consumers, you know, with some um, what you see as perfection, others don't. So what I tell people is whatever your goal in life is, try to make it as important to you as possible and enjoy that journey because the journey is what you'll remember, not reaching the goal. Ah, that is so, so, so profound. The journey is what you would remember, not necessarily the goal. And, you know, I remember a point in my entrepreneurial journey that I had to say that to myself because I was always in a hurry to get to the next stage, always in a hustle and bustle to get to the next step. And I never stopped to really appreciate the journey because as somebody once said, the journey is the reward, you know? Um, what are you doing along that path as you are climbing the entrepreneurial, the proverbial entrepreneurial hill? So thank you for reminding us of that, Glenn. No, it's true. You know, I've uh, I've been fortunate to have uh, a couple of mentors throughout my life, both uh, from a professional and personal. And I remember, uh, as you stated, I, I spent the first half of my career with a large consumer packaged goods company, and I had a mentor with me. And uh, I was I was tapped as one of the future leaders of that organization. It was a Fortune five consumer packaged goods company. And uh, I remember sitting there one day, and we were talking. And he's and he looked at me. He said, Glenn. 
How long has, and I'll tell you who it is, it was Kellogg. Uh, how long has Kellogg been around before you joined us? I said, oh, 100 years it's been around. He said, how long do you think it'll be around after you leave us for whenever that is? I said, oh, probably another 100 years. He said, that's right. He said, so enjoy the journey. You know, don't because my whole thought was, okay, get to the next step, get to the next step, get to the next step. And and you forget. And, you know, you really don't get a chance to enjoy that success because, you know, we, we really we we always focus on the failures, which I understand having to look at the failure, try to understand why it happened so that you don't repeat yourself. But we really don't spend enough time celebrating the successes and just taking a breath and looking in the mirror, you know, never. Put yourself up against the other person, as I said earlier. You, you don't know their journey. You don't know their starting point. You don't know their finish point. Look at yourself in the mirror and be satisfied with yourself. I tell people all the time, my ultimate goal at this point in my career is to go to bed on a Sunday night, happy that I'm going to be getting up on a Monday morning and going and doing what I love. Ah. Uh. Wow. And you know why that is important? The research shows that more people have heart attacks on Monday, you know, um, or is it Sunday into Monday, whichever it is, because they are dreading that mm-hmm. Monday, you know, that nobody wants to go to work. Many people, they fear going to work on a Monday. They fear what it is that they're going to be doing at the start of the week because they are not happy doing what they love. You know, they're not happy doing what they're doing. So that is absolutely key. That is so profound. We could have just ended our conversation here, but guess what? <laughs> I well, want to, <laughs> yeah. What I'll add to that, Hennick, mm-hmm. is because there are a lot of people out there that perhaps aren't doing what they want to do right now. And what I will tell you is this, I was almost 40 years old before I found my true passion and what I like to do. But I didn't sit around bummed out for 17, 18 years as I began that journey. I knew that I would figure out what it is I wanted to do. So I took each and every day as a learning opportunity, because I knew at some point I'd have to reach back into my history, into my past, because there would be an opportunity that may be somewhat like it, or at least be be like it enough that I could draw upon that experience. And I'll tell you, each and every day, I do. I do that, whether it be on the marketing side of business, whether it be working with, you know, my partners or working with consumers around the world. You know, it's um. so what I would tell people is, Wake up on a Monday and say, okay, today I'm going to learn. This may not be exactly what I want to do, but it's going to help get me there. And I will get there. As long as you believe in yourself, you have to be your biggest fan. That doesn't mean to be ego crazy and things like that. That just says, I believe in myself. I believe I know I can get there. I am on the path. I'm not sure where this path is taking me, but I know I'll get to my journey's end. Mm-hmm. You've said earlier, and I've said earlier too, that you've had all this years' experience, you know, working in the consumer packaged goods industry. Um, what has that been like? You know, you've mentioned Kellogg's as one of them. What has that experience been like for you? What, if anything, has it taught you? Because now you are your own, um, you have your own business and stuff. Uh, I'd love to hear about that experience from you. Even when uh, I put myself through college and I graduated college, even when I left college, it wasn't as I sat there and said, oh, I want to go into the quote unquote food business. That wasn't what I thought. I actually uh, came in sideways, as I like to say, in the food business because it was an opportunity. And I said, oh, OK, let me let me let me try this. And that was 30 something years ago. And I'll tell you, uh, the consumer packaged goods business, there are 
two types of people in this business, people that are in it forever once they come in it or people that leave almost immediately. And it's really according to if you like the pace of, you know, a consumer packaged goods, you know, the um, it's it's what's interesting is there are roles that you can do that will be the exact same for the next 30 years. And that's fine. That may be what you love to do is the same thing every single day. There are there are other roles and opportunities where while it may be somewhat the same, it is continuously different. And there's always those hurdles or obstacles or whatever we want to call them. But I look at them as learning opportunities. And I'm the kind of person where I love to be able, again, for myself to grow, to be, I love to be able to surround myself with great people. You know, I, I'll be the first one to say I'm not the smartest one at the table. And the people around that table are a lot smarter than me. And I like it that way because it, it gives, gives me the brains we need to be successful. So, you know, starting off in, in corporate America truly gave me the foundation which allowed me to be able to sell five companies and, you know, begin this journey with Red a couple of years ago. And, you know, it's been beyond my expectations, beyond the entire Red Team's expectations. So I would say that it was a positive for me because I was able to start to build that foundation. And with any great house, there has to be a strong foundation. Mm, absolutely. Um, sold five companies. Wow. Those companies, what were they? Because we want to get into red, because I'm excited to talk about that. Sweet. Um, what's the, what were some of those companies? And you know, uh, what when you were building them, were you thinking, oh, I'm building this company because I want to sell it, or um, was that not a part of the plan at all? It just happened. Well, it's a great story. So my first opportunity, I was in corporate America. I was actually running about uh, a billion and a half dollars in, in sales. I had about uh, 170 people that uh, my organization was part of. And um, I had a very good friend who I had worked with at a prior company who had this amazing idea for a kid's breakfast on the go. And uh, this was back in 2006. And, you know, she had come to me and said, look, you know, you understand the financial pieces. She was her focus truly was on, you know, the the ideation portion. And so I helped her build the business plan. It was her and one of her partners, which was going to fund her her opportunity. And so, I, again, I was working for a large corporation. Uh, you know, there was no conflict of interest because it had nothing to do with what I was involved with. And so, you know, she'd call me on a Tuesday night and we'd talk for two hours. I'd drive up and see her on a Saturday or Sunday or she'd come down. And, you know, we just I, I helped her build her business plan so that she would be able to launch. And the last day that I was with actually her and uh, her partner, I told him, look, if it was me, this is the kind of person I would look for as the number three employee, you know, and, you know, what they needed to bring to the table to help them make this idea become a reality. And so, you know, shook hands, wished them luck, got in my car and I was driving back to my home it was about a two and a half hour drive. And I get a call about a half an hour later from her and she says, hey, we found the perfect person. I was like, wow, that was quick. Great. Do I know him? Because, you know, I know a few people. And she laughed. She said, yeah, it's you. <laughs> my first statement to her was, you can't afford me. And she went, oh, you're right. I can't afford what you're making, but we want to bring you in with equity. And I was like, wow, equity. Interesting. And I, you know, always heard the stories and, uh, you know, piqued my interest. And I said, well, you know, I need to talk it over with my wife at that point. My, um, you know, I was, I was married. I had two small children. 
So, you know, you've got your responsibilities. And I remember talking to her and she asked a couple of questions and, and we still talk about the, that uh, discussion to, to this day. And I, uh, I, she said, well, let me ask you a couple of questions. One, do you like the idea? I said, oh, I love the idea. I think it's a great idea. She said, do you think it could be successful? I said, yeah, I, I do. I really do. I think, again, I think it's a great idea and I think there's a need for it. And she laughed. She said, Glenn, you're going to work 100 hours a week making it successful. Go for it. You don't have a safety net in corporate America. If they wake up tomorrow, they can let you go. Mm, so, wow. you, know, you, you may get three months uh, pay, but come on, let's not let's not kid ourselves. And I went, all right, you know what? If you're willing to let me do it, then I want to do this because I'm going to kiss you and I'm going to say goodbye. And you're not going to see me for six months because I'm going to be on the road. And <laughs> fast forward 18 months later, we built it from a startup to about 70 million dollars. And uh, things were great. And she came and said, look, we've gotten an offer for the company. And again, I was uh, an equity partner. And I said, you know, and we had our discussion and we decided to sell the company. There was no talk about, you know, in the beginning, hey, we want to build this to sell it. it was we got this great idea and we think it could work and let's let's see what we can do. And, uh, you know, we um, we sat down at the table with the group that was buying us and uh one of the gentlemen said to me, so Glenn, what are you going to do now? I said, honestly, I didn't expect to be out of a job in 18 months. That just wasn't my mindset. And he laughed. He said, well, if you're going to be in private equity, that's something you might want to get used to because your whole role is to get out of a job as quick as you possibly can wow. because it means you've been successful. And so that really changed my mindset. So we went from that. Uh, we had a hummus company. We had uh, a couple other things that we did, a pet food company. So we, what I was trying to do was find a product or design a product that met the need. You know, one question that always I'm asked, Hanukkah, is, you know, how have consumers changed? Mm -hmm. Well, consumers haven't changed. Consumers, whenever they purchase a product, and again, whether it be a product, whether it be a service, this meets for anybody. When, uh, when they purchase something, they want to know the value of it. And value doesn't mean money. It could mean money for some, but others, it could be time saved. It could be needs met. I mean, again, th what that value proposition means is an individual piece. And so what I try to do is I try to make sure that we can satisfy that consumer's need. What has changed with the consumer is the delivery of the message and how quickly you have to deliver your message and where that message needs to be delivered to. That has drastically changed and continues to change and really went on afterburner after, of course, COVID, you know, with, uh, you know, changing that because, you know, that was leadership and chaos, I guess, I guess the best way to say it. So, uh, you know, I would go back to from corporate. It allowed me to build the necessary skills and tools to be able to build the right team so that we can be successful when times were good, but really to stay successful when times were tough. Because, you know, as any small business, there will be tough times. You know, we I go to a, I always go to a baseball analogy, Annika. If you get up to the plate and you hit a ball against a pitcher four out of ten times, that means you've missed six times. You've made six outs. But if you hit a ball four out of ten times, you're one of the greatest baseball players to ever live. Wow. In business, you're closed in 12 months. All right. So let's move into Red Shocket because I want to hear all about that, um, how that started. Kind of take us through the genesis of it. 
um, the chocolate business, you know, how is that for you? And how yeah. did it start? Well, Annika, this is like one of my kids. You know, <laughs> I, it's all I can say about red chocolate. It, it truly is. It's like one of my children. So red chocolate actually started prior to me joining the organization. So I came on as uh, as a partner. But I, through my career, I've gotten the chance to travel almost all over the world. I've been on almost every continent and I've met some great people and I've had some wonderful memories. Again, the journey I remember, not the individual goals. And uh, I had always seen red and I had, and I, and I am, and I'll be the first one to admit it. I am an unapologetic chocoholic. I love my chocolate. I love, milk. Me too. I love dark. You give me a nice chocolate lava cake. And now with red, you give me a beautiful chocolate mousse. I can have it for a snack. I can have it for dessert. I can have it for an appetizer. And then if I do it with a little mole sauce, I can even have it with dinner. But uh, so I am a chocolate fanatic. And uh, so I knew Red, I knew the team, uh, and, uh, you know, I knew their journey, you know, owned by two families, both multiple generation master chocolate makers, and they made an absolutely beautiful chocolate that's no sugar added. So again, I don't like saying the word healthy chocolate because there's no such thing as healthy chocolate. People <laughs> use it. I think it's wrong. Chocolate is not healthy. We call ourselves a smarter indulgence. Because you should you should be able to indulge. You know, this is life, and life is a, is a gift. You know, and the fact is, you're using this gift. If we keep it preserved, guess what? The end still happens. So go enjoy yourself. You know, and sometimes you should indulge and just indulge a little smarter. That's what we say. So. I had sold uh, a company, and honestly, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I had, uh, you know, I had. Uh, done all that I thought I wanted to do. You know, I, I proved to myself that uh, I wasn't, um, uh, I, I, I was as good as I thought I could be, you know, and it's it was a weird feeling because, you know, I wasn't sure what the next step was. And uh, the red team had actually reached out to me because they wanted to expand. And my name had actually come up in a few conversations. So we actually met in New York City, uh, the two families and a couple of spokespeople. And uh, the person who ended up uh, becoming my boss was uh, the lead person there. I was there for four hours with them. And I spent three and a half hours with them telling them every reason not to come to the United States. Every reason not to go to the UK, because these are two of the toughest markets in the world. And they had such a wonderful little business. And, you know, there was really no reason. And after three and a half hours, uh, the person, again, who became my boss, I said, are you done? I said, well, yeah, I'm done. And uh, she said, so when do you want to start? And I, <laughs> I said, you're either crazy or you know a lot more than I do. Therefore, this interests me. Yeah, I want to I want to join the team. And so I became a partner and uh, I really did my diligence on red on the category here in the United States, the category in the UK, you know, the category within Canada. And I found that we were sorely lacking a true smart indulgence chocolate that tasted good. You know, there are there is stuff out there sometimes you eat, you'd rather eat the box it came in because you think the box will probably taste better. When when I looked at red and I saw that we were no sugar added, 
that they were using only non-GMO ingredients from farmers that they had been working with for over 20 years, that we were keto friendly, that we were Weight Watchers friendly, that we're kosher, we're gluten-free. You know, we were ticking off all these things. I was like, wow, this really is an incredible product. I'm listening to it, Glenn, and I'm like, okay, hurry up my sample. I need to get, I need to, I need to see it in the mail. Hurry up. (laughs) I sent it on Tuesday. You'll, I promise you, just takes a couple extra days to get to you, but you'll be having it. It's packed on ice because I don't want you getting fondue. So we make sure you're covered. But uh, yeah, so, you know, we, I started the journey and it was really to Americanize the company. Uh, And so I spent the first six months really building the infrastructure, putting the sales team together, the supply chain team, uh, an amazing marketing team that just is absolutely incredible. And um, we launched and we launched five months before a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's when that, uh, you know, uh, chaos ensued, I guess, worldwide. And nobody knew what was happening. We all were reading the same things and it was, you know, totally varying degrees of what was happening. What was the most interesting, Henneke, was you know, uh, my supply chain person. Now, she's been with me for 15 years. She's uh, one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. And uh, she came to me and she said, look, my team needs to go back in. We need to ship product. And I said, well, hold on, you know, before we do it again, part of that leadership is, you know, your first thought is, yes, go in and ship. We need to make money, but you have to be a proper leader. And so it was like, if we're going to do this, let's do it with as risk averse as we possibly can, which is very tough in business because a lot of times you think of taking risk because of the, you know, the opportunity for the outcome. But uh, we put the the plans in place that I was okay with. And I said, look, I'm going to come in too. I said, uh, you know, not to get in your way, but I just feel like I should be there helping in case, you know, there, there's help that's needed because everything was slowed down. And uh, so I came in and what was really interesting was the entire team over the next couple of weeks said, nah, you know what? We need to be together on this. We need to be together. And so not only the employees of Red, but even their families, you know, to stop for one second, you know, we talk about journeys, probably one of the biggest moments, the aha moments in my life, Annika, I was, uh, I had a holiday party and uh, we had uh, about uh, 70 of uh, the folks from my team at the time, you know, we had a beautiful get together and I told them to bring their families because in my eyes, they were working so much that, you know, their families had a sacrifice too. And I remember a gentleman coming up with a husband of uh, one of the folks, one of the ladies that worked with me. And uh, he said, hey, I wanted to thank you. I really appreciate it. I said, oh, please, you're welcome. I hope you enjoy the party, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no, no, I don't mean a party. Yeah, thank you for the party. I just want to thank you for giving me my wife back. (laughs) I said, what do you mean? He said, Glenn, before you came on, now she had been with the company 18 years. He said, I saw this woman work her heart out for this organization. And in the last five years, I've seen her wake up miserable. And I can't tell you how many times I've told her, just quit, just quit. And she has looked me in the eye and said, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. I love the company. I just don't love the situation. He said, and you came in and within two years, she's more into this company now than she has been her entire 18 years. And it's great to get my wife back. 
And Aww. you think of it that way, you know, you, you affect people. And so, you know, I, I took that and I said, okay, I, I want the brands that I represent to do the same thing. And red has been the closest for me with that because we really, we change people's lives for the better. And what I mean by that is, you know, again, being no sugar added, if there is a history of, of uh, issues with sugar, the, the letters and the calls that we get, because we speak to our consumers every single day across the world. And uh, to hear them say, you know, I couldn't enjoy chocolate. And now I can enjoy a serving of red and it doesn't affect me. I can sit down and if I had a bad day, I could pop off a diamond and I can enjoy it. You know, and it's those kind of things. And then you hear about people in their, you know, weight loss journeys that have joined the Red family. You hear about people that are really into physical fitness and health say, you know what? It's about time with all of the, the possibilities out there that Red finally made the shelves because we, we as consumers, we deserve it. So it's been an incredible journey how many lives we've been able to touch and how many people we've been able to make happy. And, you know, you think about chocolate, you know, I love the saying flowers say, I'm sorry. Chocolate says, I love you. Ah, all right. So this is a good point at which I'm going to just take a break. When you, when we come back from reading that review, uh, Glenn, mm -hmm. I'm just going to ask you to just, just share you some inspiration with our community of listeners. You know, uh, maybe they're in a entrepreneurial uh, rut right now, as it were. And mm -hmm. they want some, you know, inspiration to, to continue that journey, to enjoy the journey, to see the journey as the reward and not wait until they get to a particular destination. So let's take a break and then we come back with all of that good stuff. Okay. This podcast review comes from Devoid Davis, is a founder of Caribbean Valley Investor Corporation, and he says, totally value focused. Some people go on and on about how they are going to help you too. Not Henneka Watkins Porter on the Entrepreneur You podcast. Every 30 minutes is jam-packed with practical, valuable advice. Bet you will be listening to each episode more than once. Wow. Thank you so much, Devroid, for taking the time to not only listen, but to provide your thoughtful feedback. I appreciate you for this. And if you wrote a review and, you know, you want me to show it to you right here on the Entrepreneur Leo podcast? Well, send me an email at hennikawatkisporter at gmail.com and let me know uh, that you've written a review so that I can shout you out right here on the show. Thanks again. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for listening and for giving that feedback. I continue to speak with Glenn Gardone. Um, he's been giving us a sweet talk about red chocolate, right? And he says he's unapologetic um chocolate fanatic yeah me too so let's inspire our community of entrepreneurs who perhaps maybe in a rut um coming out of a pandemic it's a bad time um for many and kind of lose hope sometimes give us some hope i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you two things number one i understand and you need to understand that everybody goes through a tough time it happens it happens in business. Times can be amazingly good, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, something can hit you. And it's okay to take a knee. We've all done it. It's okay to catch your breath. We've all done it. The piece you have to remember is to stand up and be strong again. Believe in what you're doing. If it's not going as you planned, talk to the people 
that are most important to you, your consumers. Again, whether it's a uh, retail business, the people that come in, talk to them. If it's a consumer packaged good like red chocolate, talk to them. You can get so much wisdom from people that you want to work with. Don't walk in thinking you know everything because you will be sadly mistaken. And that's a good thing because life is a journey and part of that journey is learning. So again, if you're in pain, take a knee, take a breath. Know you're not alone. Know that we've been there. There is a There are thousands of people that are surrounding you right now while you're taking that knee, wanting you to stand up, wanting you to be proud of what you're trying to accomplish, wanting you to know that you're on the right path. We're here for you. You may not hear us, but we are here for you. So keep the journey. Remember, you're doing this for a reason. Don't forget the reason, whatever that personal reason is to you. Throughout my life and my career, I've taken many knees. I've had to. But because of the amazing people around me, because of the chance to be able to do things that I honestly thought I never would be able to do, I've been able to accomplish them. And it's not because I'm great. It's just because I was committed. So stay committed. Stay in love with what you're doing. Stay committed. Stay in love with what you're doing. What a solid point on which we can end. Glenn, it has been sweet. And I kept saying that, but it <laughs> is. <laughs> um, it has been a pleasure of mine to have this conversation with you. You know, I love to, when I engage entrepreneurs at all levels, but when I speak to somebody who's had that much insight, experience, and, you know, um, been at it for all uh, varying um, uh, ends of the spectrum, for me, it's refreshing. It's refreshing and inspiring. And I thank you for coming and sharing. And I know um, we could be talking about all this sweetness and you not have an opportunity to share with our listeners an opportunity for them to get that red chocolate lover's pack filled with every flavor. And how many flavors are there? Um, there are 11. So ah. you're going to get from dark chocolate and dark chocolate orange almond to a product that's uh, exclusive to red called our blonde, which will be the first time that you you can say to your friends, nah, 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 nah I got nah. the blonde chocolate. Because <laughs> they can't get that blonde chocolate and you'll be able to have it. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. All right. So you, you've heard it, um, community members. Um, here's an opportunity. And it's going to be in the show notes on the show notes page. So you can click the link and it will um, tell you exactly how to claim your chocolate. And yes, um, Glenn has shipped mine. It's just that, you know, I'm in Jamaica. He's in the U.S. So, uh, of course, it's not going to get here on time. Uh, well, it didn't get here in terms of our converse, before our conversation, but it's going to happen and I'm looking forward to it. I'm a chocolate lover and I just can't wait. So I hope you're as excited as I am. I mean, I was excited about the conversation. I'm even more excited about chocolate, you know. <laughs> so, thank you. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you so much. All right. How can our, our listeners get in touch with you, get in, connect, uh, get in contact with the company? Um, to learn more. 
Sure. So I've made it really easy. Uh, all of my contact information is on our website. You can reach out to me directly. If I can help you in any way, again, I'm always available. And if, if I can't help you, hopefully I know somebody who can. You know, that's part of the partnership of being an entrepreneur is being able to help each other. You can always find us at red, R-E-D, dash chocolate.com. So again, you'll go there. You can read the story of Red. You could you could get in touch with me. All of my contact info is there. So by all means, folks. Uh, again, if you've never had Red Chocolate, sit down the first time you're eating it because it's going to be a moment, a great journey. <laughs> a moment. All right. I promise you, I plan to do that. All right. It has been such a pleasure, uh, Glenn Gardo, and such a pleasure having this conversation with you. You have indeed make it um, exciting and, you know, make entrepreneurship just what it is. You know, there, 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 it's a road with ups and downs. And so it's very important that we, along the way, enjoy the journey, embrace the journey, because indeed the journey is the reward. I wish you all the best on your onward journey for all the projects that you're involved with, for Red Chocolate, um, for the people that you're inspiring around the world, you're traveling the world. Um, again, when you come back to Jamaica, I want to connect with you. So yes. please um, don't hesitate to, to let me know. Absolutely. All right. And here is today's uh, money tip brought to you by Profit Jumpstarter. And it is to invest small amounts regularly. You don't have to be rich to begin investing. And that's the truth. Don't try to invest a large amount all at once. When it comes to investing, one one cocoa full basket if you've never heard that before um yeah one one cocoa full baskets if you're not jamaican you know one it, it all adds up that's what exactly what it means a little on a regular basis goes a far way start small work with what you have and invest regularly with time your investments will grow into something substantial all right I want to take this opportunity to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode with Glenn Gardone. And if you take a moment to let me know what your standout moment for today is, Glenn has in fact shared a lot of insights, you know, from his journey. Um, he took us back to seven, eight year old Glenn um, when he had no idea what he wanted to do. Um, he's worked in consumer packaged goods, uh, that industry in different um, roles over many, many years. Um, build companies, sold companies, and he's just been enjoying the journey. And no, just giving inspiration to those entrepreneurs, those of us who need it, you know, who are coming behind it. So let us know what your standout moment for today was. That would be very interesting to hear from you. So you can send your feedback at uh, to hennikawatkissporter at gmail.com or on social media at hennikawatkissporter. And I ask of you to follow this podcast on your favorite podcast app or simply connect with me for all things podcasting at hennikawatkissporter.com. You know, I'm a podcast coach, but not only podcast coach, a business coach, life coach, all of that. Um, you need to move from stock to unstock. Let's have a conversation. I am now in the middle of a group coaching session and trust that you will join me for the next one. All right. And I leave you today with according to the scriptures, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. First Chronicles 16 verse 34. What good? 